Hi, I'm Dr. Chris Lee, founder of Elemental Shift, education to empower. You're listening to the Healthy Mind Podcast, where we bring you the greatest thought leaders, teachers, and game changers on this planet to discuss the powerful ideas around mind-body connection, work, and living a fulfilling life. ...connection that people just don't have or just have lost. What yeah. are some things, you know, people say, well, I'm not spiritual or I'm not religious. What's something that people may say that may, in, in case that they just haven't found that, what, why, what, what have you found that has worked really? The thing that works for me is going back and recognizing that I'm a type A high impact entrepreneur, run a seven figure business, this, that, and the other thing. I want to control stuff, right? Like that has been like a motivating drive because I've been in a scarcity mindset because I've had some challenging experiences happen to me and they put me in this box and labeled me and then I decided to observe and then accept. So I took on that label as myself. So the moment that I did that, I can find the energy of the universe and that intelligence to play inside the paradox that I created. And it's a limited bandwidth. The moment that you can take that down and that you can start to surrender to something bigger than yourself and go back and ask your system, right? Go into a meditation. The next time you lay on a table and get adjusted, ask yourself, system, I want you to show me and help me remember miracles in my life. Things that should have never happened, circumstances, magic, whatever you want to call it, connect to it, right? For me, the thing has been like, I want to feel what's real. I want to experience the thing that allows me to experience to express my authentic truth and that I want the signs to confirm that I'm on the right path. And that's not too big of an ask to the universe, right? Like I think people are afraid to ask the universe for like small things. Like I just want to know that I'm on the right path. Sweet. The thing that like confirms that a lot for me is like seeing cardinals. We have cardinals nesting in the tree over there. Like I'm on the right path, right? And that inner encompass or whatever you need to do, like Connecting to spirituality, there's no right or wrong way to do it. For me, it's a surrender thing to not do God's or the universe, broad, like whatever you want to call it. Don't try to do the universe's work. Like do your work and then get the hell out of the way. It's beautiful. Because I feel like even in some people, if they have the awareness to ask that, they either refute the signs the universe may be telling them that can be coming up in uh, old trauma, as we, you know, we talked about in the past before, uh, that they haven't healed. Like people have, are needing to face their shit and in facing their shit, that is doing their work so that way they can then get out of the way and allowing yeah. whatever needs to move through them, through them. And it's interesting as studying epistemology, just in, you know, the mm. chiropractic philosophy by Strauss, it's interesting how people kind of come into their information or the, their knowledge and intuition, it said, that it was interesting as a word, and I believe I can get this right, but it was like uh, something that can't be described or someone can't be described from a unknown source. And I'm like, it's not an unknown source. It is source that people are believing Ooh. in. And people have refuted yeah. that because even if they know innately, whatever gut, heart, whatever people may be using as indicators, because those are all just freaking indicators, right? And you can yeah. train that shit and train it yeah. and train it. Are you listening? That's it, right? And this is such a monstrous cue uh, for the things that I'm experiencing in my life. I got some information today that just like made my gut do backflips. And then I started to instantly judge it. And I was like, oh, like I shouldn't be feeling this. Like that's, that's bad. And then I'm like, wait, 
It's not. I'm getting a message from something bigger than myself that this is probably not the right path right now. Nice. And the moment that I could accept that and surrender to it and like, man, for if anybody's like ever like listened to anything that I've done in the past six months prior to like now, I hate the word surrender, hated it. And now it is my most valuable tool because I can be like, oh my gosh, this is awful. And then I try to find a solution to the problem. And now I just go, cool, I'm going to experience this. My gut's telling me something. Mm -hmm. I can observe that. And then cool. By simply observing that, when you go from this is me to this is something that I can observe, you shift the way that your brain is interpreting the message. So the signal to noise instantly. And when that starts to happen, the perception moves from this is happening to me, high beta brainwave, right? Brainstem, very active, right? And what it's trying to do is put your body in control of the way that you are perceiving your environment. But when you observe it and you just say this is, what you start to do is shift the awareness from this is happening to me to this is an experience outside and I can grasp and hold on to it. I can confine it and define it. And then that doesn't allow energy to flow. You're clinging on or trying to push away instead of going back to the Buddhist thing, right? This too shall pass. And just like, all right, I'm experiencing this now. Cool. All right, I'm going to take the lesson from this and I can take it and run with it or mm, no thanks and done, right? Like that's where I love the science behind spirituality, right? Like science is just proving that your system is perfect over and over and over again, right? And this is something that we've known in chiropractic philosophy for 122 years now. Like what? It, it's beautiful. And this is like the people that are really stepping up into their power right now. They're not telling people what's going to happen they're giving them the tools to figure it out on their own. Nice. Nice. Like the Bruce Lipton's like yourself, which is beautiful. And I love science Yay! is catching up to spirituality. Finally. Right. Finally. Like we're finally finding the, the words and the understanding of things. But I loved that you said, you know, just a simple observation to like versus you trying to problem solve something that you trying yeah. that was trying to problem solve something as smart and as you are seriously one of the most brilliant people i know that's that's an ego thing and for ego i just mean the finite human form that is chris lee yep. and with that that's where we can uh lose out on just surrendering to the experience and the grandeur that is the universe moving through you mm -hmm. and for you and that when you can observe it you can observe oh okay well that's what you want me to do or that's what i need to do or yeah maybe not even less of a do but that's what i need to that's who i get to be in this moment if you want to be guided you can be guided or if you want to try to force and push your way through it you can do that too um i'm listening to a book called the untethered soul highly recommended to anybody this dude wrote this book in the most unapologetic way i've ever read a book and i'm listening to it so it's it's even it's even better um, but what he's talking about is like the consciousness that resides within you. If you've never connected to it, go sit in the bathroom with the fan on and just say hello in your own mind over and over and over again and see what happens. Close your eyes, turn the lights off and just sit there and think, hey, like don't say it, just think it. And you're like, how am I doing that? Like literally there's like a conversation inside my head that I'm choosing to direct with words. And then you're like, wait, I was saying hey to it. 
that's been an insanely scary and powerful way because I am still a firm believer that we manifest into our reality that which we are thinking about most of the time. Firm believer in that. And if I like check in with my thoughts sometimes, it's a runaway train. That thing is off to the races. And I always forget that I can just observe. I don't have to do, I can just sit there and just say, cool, my nervous system's running on automatic right now. That'd be the autonomic system. I'm just going to observe what it's going to do. And it shuts it off instantly, shuts it off. And so like the inner Woody Allen that's calling you an a-hole that you're not good enough, you're not worthy. All these things like those deep, dark fears, like afraid to be abandoned. Like those are all like my biggest fears, right? Like fear of abandonment, that I'm not worthy to be loved, uh, that, you know, I'm not enough. All those things are real for me. Those are so real for me and they're not mine, Right. I can observe them and by simply observing them and being grateful for them, that is like the first step to your healing journey, right? Like the healing isn't epiphanies. Like epiphanies are so important that they provide insight into like a bigger picture. And after that, it's taking that message and doing the daily work with it. It's that 1% shift, right? Every single day. That's beautiful. And that's why journaling and reflecting is so imperative. Every day. That's what saved, that's what saved my ass. Like, learning and observing, you know, even just what I felt or, you know, what I experienced, you get to learn and appreciate. And I loved how you talked about, you know, abandonment is yours. I think mine was betrayal. Mm -hmm. That's just one of my deep wounds. And these ultimately, these deep wounds, those are universal forces as they're in the field or they're in the totality of humanity and things came down, whether it was from whoever, but can be generational, but that's energetic trauma. That is your responsibility to heal, but it's not your fault that it may have happened. And when you can observe it and put in the fucking deep work to it, then you can say, this is no more, not because necessarily I'm doing something, but I'm now integrating the lessons and I'm going to be Mm -hmm. different. So that way, little Phoenix, she's not going to have to experience that in its fullness yeah, you know, because you've put in the work and, you know, Danielle's putting in the work. And that's the, that's the, that's the beauty of this, this, of us all healing. That's it. And I think now more than ever, so many of us are in a way being gifted distraction free living. And it's pulling up a lot of crap for people. Like I I'm hearing a lot now that home life is really hard for people. Like relationships are being strained and this and that. And I think it's because this is not a mass pandemic, but it's a mass healing. And we're gifted the time to remove all the distractions, all the bullshit right now and allow ourselves the ability to heal, which is why it's so crucial to like, look at what you're doing. And this has been a huge, deep, nasty reflection for me is beliefs drive behavior, right? If you look at the science, the neurobiology of what's really going on, and this is Bruce Lipton's work, like what you believe is true is what you will do, right? That is what drives your behavior time and time again. And what I want people to recognize right now is that if you haven't been in the driver's seat, you need to look at what your daily behaviors have been and then look back at how those are your actual beliefs. So for example, I see people talking about all the time, like, oh, putting on like the COVID-19 and they're putting on like 19 pounds or something like that. Right? Like I'm hearing this. I haven't even heard that. Oh yeah. 
Why? And this is this might be like the parenting circuit too. Like I don't know, right? And everyone's like, oh my gosh, like make another trip to the fridge and stuff like that. Versus everyone else that has kind of like surfaced some of this information and they're ready to go do the deep work, and now they're diving into it. So like Daniel and I every morning are doing like super stellar workouts together. Like we're having super deep conversations about friendship and like the way that we're choosing to participate in our own lives and then going forth and saying, okay, like I'm doing this work now. How can I make sure that my behavior is a reflection of who I truly believe I am? Like if I'm truly this limitless being and I know that, how can I choose to drive a behavior that is going to prove that to my system today? right? And then you go from being to doing, or from doing to being instantly, instantaneously, you're in the present moment. Always. It's fucking beautiful. You're the conscious creator. Yeah. And it's so easy for me to say, it's so easy for me to say, and it's so freaking hard to do. <laughs> like, nope. I'll tell you a hundred percent, like Phoenix is like two and change right now. Right. And she's ripping like limbic system starting to get fired up. So now she has emotions. So she's going back and forth between all these things. So like we're supposed to have this call on Friday, but like she was just having an experience. So we chose to be present with her and to connect with her and to have her just observe what's going on. Like the first thing that we started teaching her when she was like one was how to breathe. Like, take a deep breath. And she go, like, is that the deep breath? And she go, and I'm like, that's a deep breath, right? Not saying that the other breath wasn't good, but you're getting a deeper awareness, right? You're getting more observation of what's really going on. And she just does it now. Like, she'll be like playing with something and uh, she like loves throwing the soccer ball like off the porch and like watching it bounce down. And then she'll get frustrated that it doesn't bounce the way it is. So like, I'll be like sitting here, like reading a book and she'll like throw the ball and it'll go in the grass and she'll go. Okay. And then she'll go get it. Like wow. those are the programs, like that's transgenerational healing at its best, I think. And it's not that I could teach her. She sees me doing it. Right. Like I can't, I can't give that to her like i can try to teach it to her but if i'm not doing the work she'll never do it right plain and simple so like the way that kids are is a sacred mirror for the way that the parents truly are in a lot of different ways which sucks and is awesome <laughs> super hard like oh why are you being so crazy then and it's like ah oh, ah damn damn it Okay, damn it. All it's, right. It's the most humbling experience it sounds like and i love it popped up a few times just like last month uh, definitely not for me, but, uh, it was like, whenever, whenever a child emerges or when you have a kid, it is not an opportunity for you to pour into them, but essentially for them to reteach you and yeah, affirmation in this, because if they're in theta majority up until, you know, seven years old, oh, yeah. they're literally a sponge or they are dictating into their expression. Yeah. They're what they're digesting. And if like you, you always say too. You, you always make sure always have a book around. You're teaching her how to freaking breathe. Yeah. And if Speaking you know module that, you know, or remodel that or reaffirm. Hello. Hello. Reaffirm, you know, what the hell is going on? Or she's going to not necessarily call you out verbally, like consciously, but it's almost like she's calling you out on your shit and how she chooses to behave. And if you can teach her or continue to affirm to her to just observe or to have more awareness. That's so simple because people That's can't it. breathe. Like that is yeah. huge. Right. People ask me, uh, and I just had a friend on the podcast who like really opened this up for me. Um, kids are in theta, like you had said, a majority of their day. 
But what we don't understand is the language of theta is a body language. It's an emotion. Mm. So when you're talking to your kid, when they're being extremely challenging, like if they're like a tiny pterodactyl and they're like pulling at you and you're just getting frustrated, if you bring frustration to the table, it is going to enhance their frustration, right? Mm. So you can experience frustration and observe it, but the system and like the state that they're in, I'm sorry, the stage that they're in right now doesn't respond to words because they don't have the dictionary yet. They don't have the ability to understand it. So they, when you're like telling a kid like that's wrong or that's bad, first off, that's a challenging way to parent and they don't understand Like they're not in a brainwave that they can comprehend intellectual information. And this is something Dr. Suki jammed on. Like when your kids having a frustrating experience and they don't want anything to do with you, you pick them up and you hug them and you just make them feel safe, right? The language that they understand is emotion. And that is multidimensional, nonlinear, outside of words. Don't try to use words when it's an emotion that you need to experience for your child to understand. And this was something that Phoenix was doing this morning. She like started taking her own showers. I don't know why. She just wants to take her own showers. So I'll put her in the shower. I'll sit down. I'll read a book or I'll listen to a podcast. And then I'll turn the water off. She knows we have like seven minutes in there and then we're out. I turned the water off and she went tiny pterodactyl mode. It was early morning. I was solid, grounded, ready to go. And she was just blitzing, 1,000 miles an hour, just screaming her face off. So I dried her off and I just held her. And she was kicking and screaming and couldn't understand. And all I was doing was just breathing, deep breathing, just. And just like super just being present with myself because I was frustrated. Like if you ever have a kid like yell in your ear, like it's hard to like, Bleh. so I'm frustrated, but I'm observing it and I'm loving her. That's unconditional love is that non-judgmental. And two minutes later, she just went, okay, boom, done. Didn't store the emotion. I'm not the bad person. Dad's not doing this to me. I did this. And then she went, got herself dressed and boom, now we're off on having our day, right? Like, and that's not every day to make that extremely clear. Like this is not my every day, right? Transparency. Cause that's, that's big too. Cause I wrote down, it's your level of training, you know, just like what we talk about in KTC, you know, you don't rise to the level of your training. You fall to the level of your training. I yep. probably messed up that quote, but that's, that's, that's what it. it is because you, you just affirmed it's not the norm, but fuck, what if that was the, the standard or what, what if that becomes the norm as yep. you articulated it so well, she was able to express fully you know, that energy moving through her, she's able to re-recognize and come back into things. And it's like, theta is the body language, but if they can't understand our dictation, that's why parents are like, bad, 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 or good, yeah. good, 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 that, that bad, bad, bad. That's, that's almost shaming them because the that's body it. language that's coming off is very negative and uh, just, just- You're constricting I, it. Like the moment you start to define it, she starts to say, that emotion is bad and then she'll cling on to good and then push away bad Ooh. and that is really bad for the system like your system needs to have a flowing engaging this too shall pass emotion like, yeah so the instant that i start to say no stop bad what are you doing oh my gosh and like don't get me wrong there's moments where i will absolutely like have sternness with that because it's like threatening her survival like she like starts like bolting towards the road like i get the dad voice on honey no not safe 
and she hears me, but I'm not trying to scare her. I'm trying to inform her. But the moment you start to define and constrict and do that, because we all have that ability to hit theta. We all have that ability to get to that childlike state all the time. You do it every time you go to sleep and every time you wake up, what are you choosing to tell your system? Like if you want to snapshot into your belief system, the moment you wake up, what are you thinking about? Like that voice that we were talking about in the bathroom that you're saying, Hey, 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 it'll talk back to you. What's it saying? Because that's those underlying beliefs again. And then if you really want to start to change those beliefs, instead of being, okay, ugh, that's bad. You go, thank you for doing the work that you had done to me and for my current situation. And I'm ready for this to evolve. I'm ready to transform. I'm ready to move forward. I love that. I, mm, 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 I love that. You wrote something over here. Oh, man. Oh, going back to Brett's book, I uh, just want to give Brett credit to this. You know, he gave us some wonderful prompts on soul revival and level three. And it's like, you know, when you're waking up after you move, breathe, meditate, and you're in that, they, you're in that wonderful creative state of choice and decision and observation. Uh, one was like, uh, what do I want to feel today? Uh, what are the indicators that, you know, that I am experiencing this? Third one was like, uh, or the beginning one was, uh, who am I today? So that kind of sets the, sets the stage. But the fourth one was, if there is one thing that I could do today to be on purpose or to progress, if you will, what would it be? And I loved your question. What can I do to prove to myself today? Right. That's That's been the hardest thing for me. I don't, I, don't, I want to say this properly because I'm still going through this work right now. I have a really challenging time trusting, period right? Like, you know, some of like the life situations that I've been through, like dad passed away, suddenly a dad at 22 and like this, that, and the other thing, body was trying to like break down all this stuff. So I, I had created an identity, identity confined and defined myself. So a lot of what I had done is like, okay, I'm choosing to like participate in this way. And I was in, I was in a season where I was in toxic positivity. Ooh. So I would try to block out everything that was bad. And like, you know, some people like this, like we all know some of these like extraordinarily spiritual people and they're just not real, right? Like they're the ones that are always like love and light, love and light. And like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like we all have to go through our stages and through our seasons, but that was where I was to an unhealthy degree. And until I could go back in and surrender and say like, okay, like I'm having trust issues. What about the external world that I'm not trusting right now? has a reflection of like who I am. Like, do I not trust who I am? And it's like, okay, like let's observe what's really going on in the system and try to like, you know, not like comprehend it, but just observe it and just see what's coming up because then you can start to identify your triggers. Once you start to identify your triggers, now you can go back and start to do the healing. Like every single day I write down B-I-G in my journal. And I write down B is for belief. How am I choosing to believe in the universe today? The I is for setting an intention. How am I going to show up today? And an I am present statement as if it's already existent. And then G is for gratitude. How am I grateful for three things that have already happened to me yesterday? And oh. how am I creating expectation in what I'm excited for, for what's to come today? That is priming my system, that reticular activating system to seek out those experiences. Mm. And they will come to me every single time, no matter what. And if they're going to be good or bad is totally based on the perception that I create around it. Oh, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. I, 
I love, I love all of that. It makes it nice and simple. And I feel like that's something people can take away from this call is just that one journal slash reflect at night in gratitude or like Brett does like a gratitude prayer, um, just connecting back to source and then just affirming gratitude for everything that happened. Me, I like to journal and, you know, write down whether it's fraternity, I did this, or this needs to happen. Yep. ATP, this needs to happen. Myself, this needs to happen. How'd you show up as a partner? This needs to happen. But, but you're setting the stage essentially and you're creating, you're creating a reality and mm -hmm. people can just get up and roll out of bed. But it's like, man, even if you just spent five minutes to get up five minutes earlier after you before after you know you brush your stank mouth you know whatever you need to do but just sit down in the dark put on some music if you need to but just think what am i going to believe in who am i today and what am i grateful for that i chose already just in that previous you know i am section uh to affirm and believe so you can pull it into your reality because then you are setting your brain this is what I'm looking for. And you charge yourself with that gratitude vibration of more things to come to you to be grateful for because you have acknowledged what the universe has moved through you already. Yep. Yeah. It does not have to be complex. If things are starting to get complex, your ego and your brainstem are trying to take over the show again. They're trying to distract you away from who you're truly trying to be. Like when things start to get crazy and you're like doing a bunch of stuff, you need to recognize that your ego is trying to draw you away. It's trying to distract you from what you're truly trying to experience. That's why I love like the Carrick Institute and like the functional neuroscience behind it because it's functional. Like so much of like neuroscience can be like extraordinarily complex, but the reason that people get successful is like they learn the simple strategies, like seven habits of highly effective people, like journaling big every single day. Like I teach that to people that make like billions of dollars a year and they use it and it's transformed their lives. And I also teach it to potato farmers out in Idaho. I teach it to third graders when I go on lecture circuits. Like it is a matter of finding what works best for you because you, you can't take on somebody else's and like, this is going to work for me. I'm so excited. Like you have to find what works for you, but it needs uh, to be functional. And if it gets complex, you need to check in with yourself and do that reflection. That's huge. I love that you said when it's like strenuous or it's unsustainable, you know, that's another good indicator. If something's unsustainable as the ego is turning on and uh, I had a good conversation with my brother, Brent, uh, brother Thor, shout out to him, uh, identifying sometimes the seven deadly sins and pride, pride, tri pride's like the, I think he said the strongest sin because it can manipulate the others. And if you're prideful of something or you're trying, you're attached to something that needs to happen for it to be complex. I think, oh man, I think it was Sadhguru that said this. He was like, uh, intel uh, complexity is not a reflection of intelligence. Mm. Mm, I love that. And it's, it's so abundantly true. And like my biggest, it's not, I was going to say my biggest flaw, but I'm going to practice what I preach and validate that uh, what I had been doing was the best that I could do. It was my pride. I was so, I needed to be like validated and I was trying to validate myself from a standpoint of ego instead of just being present. And that had been me for like the last four years of just saying like, no, like, look what I've done. Like somebody validate for the love of God that I survived this chaotic mess. And then I let go of that and I continue to let go of that now. And oh my gosh, does the universe respond when you do that? Because I've, I've healed it. 
I've said, oh my gosh, like I needed to be proud or I had to have this pride because something inside of me like hadn't been validated. I felt like I hadn't been seen or I hadn't been congratulated or I, I felt like the world owed me something. And then going back and saying, that's really interesting. And I'm going to choose to be grateful for having that because it's allowed me to teach people that have that same mindset and no longer serving me. I'd like to serve people for the sake of serving, not for the sake of look what I did. Similar mirror dog. That's why I'm just blown away right now. What came up during this time, me and Verona, my partner went to Asheville to just enjoy and everything. And uh, long short of it, I had gotten a realization that the little boy needs to heal a little bit more. And it brought me back to fourth quarter when I first started like processing, uh, cause I learned I process audibly, but started processing that, that, you know, my biggest wound when I was, you know, abused when I was, when I was little, that even though that I had gotten on a stage multiple times and I've shared about this, this, that, that wasn't the end fucking product, but that was the foot in. And I was humbled that, that there is so much more work to do because that there were still triggers deep inside of me when, uh, that when my heart's like, when I just can go into that defense mode or whatever, that there's still deep wounds there that there's work to do. And it is just humbling in the fact that I get to work on that more because I have more awareness of it. And that is massive. And you're willing to do it. I talked about willingness a couple days ago uh, with some of my clients because this this is a monstrous point for me. I had the recognition of all of these triggers in my life, so many of them from like a childhood that I had, which was a really good childhood, don't get me wrong, but had parents that were divorced. And now that I'm a parent myself, a lot of those triggers that I had integrated and stored, not processed, just integrated and said, safekeeping for always. I put them away and I'm now in a place where it's pulling up those triggers. And instead of reacting to them, I'm just experiencing them, right? Like suffering comes from not suffering. That's a quote from Dr. Nima, who is in Vancouver. He and I jammed out. He's going to be on the podcast in like a week or something like that. Amazing. Can't wait to hear. Yeah. It's extraordinary. And that's his quote is when I was young, I had not, I didn't have the strategy yet to just be present with bad emotions because they were bad, but they're just emotions, right? And I could just observe them and I could just experience them and that's it, right? Safe environment to have that. And now that I'm an adult and I can have that presence and that pride, it's like, oh, wow, I have a lot of work to do and I'm willing to do it now. I hadn't been willing to do it because my pride said that if I have to do work, I'm not complete. I'm broken. How could I possibly be a coach or a speaker or a consultant when I'm a train wreck? When realistically, everyone's a freaking train wreck. Everybody's broken. Everybody like, I don't know if everybody has it, but everyone's afraid to be abandoned. Everyone is afraid to like not be loved or worthy of love or think that they're not enough or whatever the heck it may be. Like we all have these things and the more vulnerable that you can be and just allowing these things to like pass through your system, like don't put up restrictions and friction to this stuff, allow it to go through. Your system's 100%. It'll do the things it needs to do. Like, don't try to do too much. And once you get out of the way and just like shut down and just let it go through, you're going to feel a lot, lot better about yourself because that intelligence is going to show you who you truly are. Like, and that authenticity feels good. Amen. Is that a chicken, by the way? 
Ah, uh, that is not a chicken. That is a mockingjay. Oh, very cool. I mean, I got chickens back there, so I wouldn't have guessed otherwise. I love it. I love it. I love it. Love it. And I loved how you also brought a nice, wonderful closed loop. It goes back to the system is at 100%. The, the matter is at 100%, you could say, as it's working its best. And then it's doing what it can. You know, there's limitations to matter. But the intelligence is 100%. So in the triune of life, intelligence being 100%, matter being 100%, what unites the two is the force. And the force is what we deal with as chiropractors to make sure that that is connected. Because if that is connected, the matter is going to do what it needs to do. And the intelligence is 100. You can't fail unless, unless you get in the way. And I loved that this just brings like a final point for me uh there's innate forces that are constructive there's universal forces that are deconstructive as you were speaking i wrote down a quick note the universal forces are sympathetic in nature the innate forces are parasympathetic in nature as they are constructive such as movement breathwork meditation just what can come from you and because it's almost like a it's like you have to choose to stay parasympathetic or get back to parasympathetic while universal you'll just act or like you know a phoenix is going into the road or whatever whether you have to run after her or it's like you put on that tone that is almost sympathetic like hey like honey that's not a good idea that's massive clip bro it's it's huge and it's the thing i love about like you know these cliches is that they're around because they're so true like the universe is gonna constantly like unravel and pull strings because it's curious by design it's curious about how much it can love itself. And to do that, it needs to break down to rebuild constantly. Oh. And if you don't wanna hop on that gravy train, it doesn't matter because you're in the universe. So you can either try to like go the opposite direction and get hit by that train, or you can hop on the gravy train and just like, cool, like things are gonna go haywire and awesome. Like I signed up for this, like <laughs> make the choice. You know, that's the real, hey, just like, in the game of Monopoly, the game's gonna keep going, but if you choose to sit still, someone's gonna buy that property or tax the shit out of you or whatever it may be. So uh, it gives you a choice. You can either hop on the gravy train or you can get plowed by that shit. Yep, 100%, it's choice. Cool. Dr. Chris Lee, uh, any way that people can connect to you, you know, we got Facebook, got Instagram, care to just leave some gems for people so they can reach out to you if they found this conversation valuable. Yeah, absolutely. So you're good. Um, I'm on Instagram a lot right now, and I'm doing a mini series called Quarantine Thoughts. We're really starting to dissect some of the science behind what's going on in our world, and then making sure that we're placing some of that spirituality behind it too, because we signed up for this, right? So like people that are like, oh, this is awful. And like, you're taking on that victim mentality like here's why and here's how to like pull yourself out of that so you guys can find me at dr chris lee that's the handle uh i'm on facebook i have a website uh and right now uh we're starting to take participants to do a seminar where we're going to go through uh the neuroscience of all of this so we're taking about 20 people and we're going to do a seminar either this weekend or next weekend on zoom um we're going to go through the science of all this and we're going to go through what your brain and your nervous system is actually doing and how it's coordinating um and then what you can do about it and the really functional steps that I've been using um, both in the last six months and the last four years um, to help me get to where I am right now.
Beautiful. And just to be sure, I'm not sure if it was my connection or yours. Did you say you're working on a website or you already have a website? Website's up and running. Yeah. You can find it doctor. Doctor's fully spelled out. Um, chrisley.com. There's a bunch of information on there that you can go check out. Um, but I'm in charge of all my socials. So if you, if you guys do want to connect on there, feel free to reach out, drop me a message. I totally jam out with everybody. So beautiful, beautiful. Well, doc, thank you so much. This is always, as always, just such a nourishing, wonderful, integrating cause. Now I get a roadmap of myself. I get or a roadmap of all this information. I get to kind of piece together and then I'm really going to work to share. And I don't know if this is going to turn into a podcast for myself, but man, definitely just processing, collaborating, building ideas, stacking off each other. Just a big, big thank you for you. And uh, shoot, I'll make sure you, because I just started recording this on Zoom. I'll make sure you have the recording um, in case you'd like to piece through anything um, as well. I would love to. Thank you so much for having me on, brother. It's always a riot. Always, always, always. Well, sir, I will stop this recording for now. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day and we'll chop it up soon. Sounds good, brother. Peace. Peace.